bad for the, that. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Week seven of the NFL is upon us, Andy. We have six weeks in the books. I'm still really looking to find my form in the NFL. Not been a winning season to this point, but that's okay because there's a lot of games left. And uh, this game, the games this week have taken me a while to warm up to. Attribute some of that to the fact that I bailed on the last podcast and therefore did not really get to think through all of the um, implications, ramifications of the openers. Uh, and so I was a little behind my game this week. It took me a little, little longer than normal to get warmed up in terms of where value lies in the market. We will find out if that is a good thing or if uh, my losing ways continue uh, this Sunday because I don't have any action on Thursday's game. Um, would you say that this is a higher volume week for you or a lower volume week? So far, lower volume, but I've been more open to betting into later markets this year, and it's been fine. I've had some nice late ads a couple times on Tennessee, a nice later ad on uh, last week on a couple of games. And I'm, I'm more than happy to talk me through the late ad on Tennessee. Uh, just a couple was, of in hindsight, that was low hanging fruit. And a, I missed it. A, a couple times. Like I've, I've added them to the card late two times, I think. And it just, uh, I'm struggling to back teams with really, really problematic defenses. Aha. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like defense doesn't always matter depending on who you're playing. Uh, we saw some of defense absolutely mattering. Some key defensive injuries for oh, Cleveland, key defensive injuries for the Chargers. Two really good players on two different levels. It wasn't like even a key cluster injury for Chargers, but uh, kind of Baltimore had their way with them without even putting up eye-popping numbers. And You know, the, the whole defense doesn't matter. Running backs doesn't matter as uh, – it does need context every week. So there's, there's also the matchup aspect and like, you know, uh, this team can't get a pass rush, but maybe there's a, a, a quarterback that can get a pass rush. I think the, uh, the Carson Wentz with no ankles versus Tennessee was a good example of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Tennessee pass rush looked really good there. And uh, yeah, they've, Oh, is it Harold Landry? Yeah, he's team? kind yeah, of one he's... of the few guys that can generate pressure randomly. Autry sometimes, Simmons sometimes, but yeah, none a, of, they're not going to generate. They're not going to consistently beat their one v ones in the trenches. Not not those guys. No, especially you. You end up not only against a good offensive line, but some of these quarterbacks who are able to evade pressure to slide around the pocket. Some quarterbacks just have a better feel for it. Like yeah. once 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 it's been, you know, the, oh, you, you can do a million of these after it. They're just the the announcers, the things they say, you know, the, oh, he's got that, you know, he's got that little timer in his head and he knows when that pressure's coming. The worst one is you got to trust your defense. That's the one I hate the most out of the announcer speak, but the one they always talk about that, you know, you got that stopwatch in your head and then it goes off and you have to be moving. But there are some quarterbacks who just, they can take away a good pass rush despite mm. what their offensive line's doing. So yeah, Sam, Sam in the but- chat here is asking if we know if it's Teddy or Locke yet, we'll get to that. I don't think I know. I'm ex- 
expecting. I'm like 80% Teddy right now. He got light. He got light work today. Yeah, it's it's not like he was out of practice. So he did get some practice in on a Wednesday. I'm, I'm probably 85, 90% Teddy, I guess. It yeah, wouldn't it wouldn't be like shocking if he ended up sitting out this game. It might but not I'm, matter I'm, all that much. Too. Yeah, it's, they both it's, might stink. What's the old saying? When you have two quarterbacks, you have none. That is being proven true decisively in Denver this season. <laughs> um, yeah, and t- I mean, yeah. Denver, I know how Denver feels too. Like, I on Sunday, I was let down by a Drew. Yeah, he well. just ba- bailed on us. Like Drew, and Drew, Drew Lock stinks more. Like Teddy, <laughs> Teddy's bad. Like you're, you're Teddy, Teddy's bad at times, but True Lock is bad yeah. all the time. Like just Teddy, to correct Teddy the record, sure uh, I, uh, I, my phone battery died <laughs> unexpectedly. Just to throw you under the bus a little. To the to the tune of, I went out this week and I have upgraded my phone, so no longer will I be uh, leaving you at the altar because of phone battery issues. So. Uh, that is a thing of the past when I'm out at the beach doing the Sunday night pod, if I ever do that again from the beach. Um, real quick, the uh, before getting to the game specifically, have you felt like overall this season the NFL markets have gotten efficient more quickly than they have in years past? Because some pretty clear edges, right sides, they're all still coming down to end a game, fluky, Ball bouncing, referee, uh, you know, two point conversion kind of a, kind of stuff, and uh, I just I feel like uh, at least in years past, this sort of close call nature to a lot of these games really didn't get here till later in the season. But uh, maybe I'm just misremembering. I, it's I think it's probably just a case of small sample size still, and you know, just a, I don't know how much stock you can really put into a game landing. The, the way this game is scored, you know, the way that the game is scored in sevens and threes and sometimes one, you know, one bounce in a basketball game is, it's not as big deal as a, a wrong bounce that lands with a touchdown. You know, the, the bigger chunks of scoring, I think sometimes can be conducive to messing up your mind a little like, Oh man, what did Vegas know? Like this number was so close or this total got middled. There's always going to be that. I, I think there's still edges, but I think, just like any year, you got to take some stands on some numbers, and you gotta you gotta be willing to buck the market a little. Okay. You just, I mean, if you trust the market on everything, you wouldn't bet a damn thing. I'll look at I'll look a little more closely at the market edge against the spread, and just see if I'm if my gut read is correct, or if it's just because I'm not winning that I feel that way. But whatever the case may be, uh, let's talk about Thursday night football a game. We will be doing a live broadcast at halftime for. Um, we will not be taking the week off like Baker Mayfield. We will not be taking the week off like like uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who may be taking the month off. Yeah. Um, Cleveland is and, hosting and Thursday night football. Cornerback AJ Green also. Uh, I know he's kind of and he he's, he was kind of good in filling. Yeah. I thought against the Chargers at least, and they went after him a lot in that game. But I thought he acquitted himself fairly well. He did not commit pass interference on that pivotal play that they called him on it. But that's beside the point. We let. Bygones be bygones. Cleveland is hosting Thursday Night Football in a short week, and they are dealing with a cluster injury that is team-wide at this point. Uh, Pretty much everyone on this team is banged up. Every key aspect of this team has some meaningful pieces missing the offensive line. You're dealing with issues at center and left tackle. Your quarterback is out. Your running backs are both out. Uh, Your wide receivers, you still have not seen Landry, and uh, we are still not... um, uh, Not 100% on Odell. Yeah. Not no. He his doesn't shoulder, look, he doesn't his look shoulder great. is still banged up. 
even if he was great, there is still 0.0 chemistry between him and his quarterback, which is impossibly hard for me to wrap my brain around. Um, From a guy who proposed to a kicking net. Can't find <laughs> find chemistry with a guy he's played with all summer. Just amazing. And then, yes, obviously, uh, both tackles, Conklin and Wills, are dealing with some leg <laughs> And I think it's knee and ankle, respectively, injuries. They're questionable. I expect at least one of them to play. I would yeah. think. I, I would think there's a decent chance they both play. And then Kareem Hunt. Who I don't think Will's is on the play. I think Will. I don't think Will's I think play. Conklin Will's, goes. Will Conklin goes. Will's injury looks quite serious, and he may be out. They maybe just let him get right. I don't think you push him into the. Uh, I haven't uh, got a good update bleach. on what kind of ankle injury because there's like ankle injuries range from. Oh, they're just gonna tape it up and he's fine. To oh shit, that's six weeks. Like ankle injuries run a, a full gamut there. Yeah. Either way, a lot of injuries. A big injury, of course, at the quarterback position with Teddy. We just talked about it. It's not a huge downgrade. The jokes around Twitter today were also, "What's the downgrade from a probably injured Baker Mayfield, who's never a top of the league guy, to Case Keenum, who has had plenty of starting experience in multiple places." knows the Broncos a little bit, has played under Stefanski, went to a NFC championship game under a Stefanski assistant coached team. And, you know, it isn't a bad backup by any means. Like what, what kind of adjustment would you make? Just give me a, give me a flat number points. Uh, One. Yeah. It's, I went with two as like my ceiling. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm adjusting from a, a torn labrum baker that we've had the last couple of weeks to Keenum, and there's not a huge downgrade. And Keenum no. can absolutely run the system well, and um, it's not like Baker was really lighting the world on fire anyway. So why not just see if uh, you know? And it, it's a short week; they're not going to have to install a new offense. Keenum is a vet; he's going to be able to go out there and to give you something. Um, the market has moved precipitously against the uh, injured Browns. We had expected on the look ahead that this would be about a six-point line. It opened on Sunday at five and a half. It crept down to three and a half before we got confirmation that Baker Mayfield would not play. It is now two. One and a half at some places. One and a half. That is an enormous, enormous, enormous move. Moves like that don't generally happen in the NFL, and when they do, they're generally bet against or stay away. I'm going to stay away here. The cluster injury for the linebacking core. You know, and this 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 is why this is again why this NFL season has been just one giant put me on tilt to this point. Obviously, I had a lot of future positions in the Browns. A ton of those were under the auspice of this is a super deep team. They have wave after wave of good, talented guys in the backups that can come in and do a decent job. And yet it still has not mattered. They have been hit with the injury bug to the tune of all of them are limited. And um in this type of game against the Broncos team with a cluster injury at linebacker, you know, if the Browns are a hundred percent here, this is a double digit spread. Like they are yeah. running on them all the live long day, a decent mix of run, 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 attack, attack, attack with the tight end. Uh, and you know, game over, like put this one away comfortably. Um, however, that is not where we find ourselves. Uh, the Browns are going to be hard pressed to get a win, uh, by based on the market. Um, and you know, I don't have anything positive to say about Denver. The, the I've I've had enough of the uh, the Vic Fangio experience. Yeah. Obviously, and Pat they, Shermer they is have... not running a creative offense at all. 
four linebackers that did not practice today, this morning. I believe that was, or maybe that was yesterday's practice. Maybe it was Wednesday's. Either way, they have a massive cluster injury at linebacker. I want to bet Cleveland. I might end up betting Cleveland. This uh, this adjustment's too heavy. I feel like I should bet Cleveland. But I joked in a chat today kind of about it, and I said, what's the backup's best friend? It's usually a running back out of the backfield. Some, usually. Something yeah. short, but probably a tight end. And if you are having a big cluster injury especially a cover core a cover linebacker tight end props um and joku and hooper are tied on the season for the amount of targets they've had but Njoku has had days with bigger target shares he had seven two weeks ago they had two and three last week kind of an odd game but yeah. I, I, I i might just target some uh some tight end prop plays in that yeah. one just to have something maybe either of them to probably score a touchdown and then maybe just some receptions over and stay away from the game. Otherwise Patrick as always using all the good material in the chat before we get to bring it up, but yes, this is a high variance game and yes, the total is low yet. The weather has kept me from making any act, any play on this total. Um, a lot of whiffs of this game of remember when Brett Rippon and the Broncos went up against the jets last year. And it was the same sort of thing where it was like, oh, it's going to be Brett Rippon on a short week. Surprise. And the market just completely flipped and the Jets went in as favored. And I think that game and we we skipped that one because I was out camping. But that one, the total was like in the 41, 42 range. And I think it finished 20, 38 to 27 or something. Yeah. It was a very, very high scoring contest because there was lots of short fields, lots of fluky stuff. Um 38, 37 to 28, Denver Broncos and Brett Rippon beat the New York Jets in that one. A um, lot of similar whiffs, although the wind and rain might make this an especially gross game. So staying away Even, from me. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, yeah, you had, you had a Super Bowl contending team at the beginning of the year and a team who started 3 0. And this could have been a good matchup, and nothing is shook out. So apologies. Jesus Christ. 23 another, mile, 24 mile an hour winds yeah. and, and rain in this one. Good Lord. Another and, and good point by Sam there in the chat. It is a big coaching mismatch. I'm not sure how much it matters with all the cluster injuries. Again, the, the Denver has the injuries of their own, though, and the offense has not looked good at times. The coverage unit has been okay, but uh, yeah, I'm staying away outside of some props. I'll uh, I'll get involved in some fun props. We'll play mm. a halftime bet on this. Yep. Speaking of and... halftime, Pacers. Look at our guy uh, Brisket. Oh, our guy Brisket. Eight rebounds so far for Sabonis in this one at halftime. Twenty-two points, just dominating the uh, bigless Hornets. Anytime the Hornets go up against someone with bigs, just fade away. Absolutely yeah. love this. Somebody. Anyway. So here's a here's a good quote from Stephen in the chat. Or Stefan. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Too many maybes in this thinking on this one. That's usually a good stay away. <laughs> yeah. That's probably that's probably a good way to approach this. All right. So, before and then as, yeah. before sun before we get to Sunday stuff too, do because all of you who are chatting are in the YouTube chat. Do give it a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't. Uh, somebody yelled at me for not saying that enough. I'm supposed to say that at some point during the it wasn't even somebody at Metsperts. It was a, a listener like, hey, you got to say that. So yeah. thumbs up, subscribe, share, all that. Do whatever you can. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll move on to Sunday's games. Uh, yeah, we have a decent, noted. decent chunk of buys and some shitty games. We might be out of here in about 20 minutes. Yeah, as noted by producer Dan, didn't have much to say about Cleveland-Denver, uh, so we move on to Cincinnati-Baltimore. <laughs> that was quite funny. Uh, Andy, did you make a play on this game? I did not. I am 
pretty close to this number. I'm really? fine with this. Yeah. I I have a lot of respect for Cincy. You're higher I, on Cincy than I am then. I make Cincy about your average team. And so that's you can tell where I have Baltimore then. I'm pretty okay. close. I'm pretty close to this. I see. I've, I see why I see where we're different then. Yeah. I think you probably have Cincy a little lower. Yes. I respect I respect the hell out of Baltimore. I, I like that they're doing it multiple different ways. People were worried with all the running back injuries at the beginning of the season, like, oh no, this is a running team. And now it's like, holy Christ, this, this is a team that can throw. Obviously, last week was kind of a bad indicator. If you go look at that um, box score, go look at Lamar's numbers. It wasn't like, oh my God, Lamar had a great day. He didn't have to. Like they controlled the game, they controlled the field position, they they won the turnover battle and they you know, they they did what they could to get it done. They didn't need to do that much when, you know, the Jags, or excuse me, the Jags, well, that was a slight at the Chargers. The Chargers only scored, the Jags won last week, Chargers didn't. Chargers only scored six points. You didn't have to do a whole lot. And then I guess I've come to respect a couple things about Cincinnati outside of their coaching staff. Like Burrow's making decent throws. He's making good reads. He's not making young, young man mistakes. And the defense has played half decent and honestly joe mixon with all the injuries he's still a, a factor every week so i have them about league average and i have baltimore you know about five and a half points better than that so you can tell what i'm doing with home field here too okay, yeah <laughs> yeah home field um, is pretty negligible um do you give home field a slight bump down in in divisional games like this i tend to especially when it's there's not really a big travel spot since he is on a back-to-back but again, it's not a big travel spot from Southern Ohio to the coast. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I see. I make this just outside a touchdown for Baltimore, uh, so I bet them at six. Um, it's not a great spot, like in the pantheon of like, you know, who has something to prove, who's going to unload all the tricks in the playbook, who's going to, you know, who has, uh, you know, more at stake, more high leverage. All of those boxes check Bengals. A lot of intangibles for the Bengals. And we have seen in games where, like, the Bengals, for instance, when they hosted the Vikings week one, like, they were like, okay, backs against the wall. We're just going to go for it. <laughs> like, we have nothing to lose. And that's dangerous because that is ultimately the identity of Zach Taylor currently is playing with nothing to lose. And I don't care uh, the Baltimore Ravens are good. Uh, they are kind of in the midst of this nice homestand here. Um, don't travel again, as we mentioned a couple times on the pod when we were talking about buy low on the Ravens a couple weeks ago. Don't travel until the middle of November. Um, don't really aren't going to be more than, you know, I think going to be less than a field goal at plus favorites in a lot of these games coming up. So they're just kind of in a nice spot, just taking care of business. And I was impressed by the Baltimore Ravens defense last week, period. I thought they played extremely clean game against that Chargers. And none of that was unrepeatable stuff, right? None of it was like, oh, well, they got like, you know, a tipped ball picked and got great field. No, it was like, they were they were dictating where the Chargers were going on the field more so than the Chargers were, which is rare. Uh, and they were on basically every route. They were on it. They had everything dialed in. Every the coverage was outstanding. The safeties are playing great right now. 
Um, and that's what you're going to need to do if you're going to, uh, you know, if you're going to go toe to toe with this Bengals def- uh, offense, because the Bengals offense is frisky. Joe Burrow is frisky. They have great wide receivers to, to work with. They just don't have an identity yet, really, offensively. They have got nothing going on the ground. Their offensive line can't win 1v1. And uh, I think that's eventually how this game breaks down. Um, the Bengals are, oh, by the way, Bengals, enormous step up for them in terms of <laughs> uh, in terms of who they're going up against defensively. Yeah, right? I mean, obviously, I, I, I talked about, you know, we didn't see a lot out of the box score from Lamar because he didn't have to. I mean, the same thing. I mean, the Bengals got to pa- the Bengals got to pack it in early because they were beating the shit out of a team so badly. Like that is a team that does not get a pass rush. That is a team that does not have anything to offer in coverage. That is a team that has a tight end. And that's about it. I, I want to say the offensive line is decent for, yeah. for the lions, but they on offense, they have a tight end and that's about it. Like they're not going to give you a lot of looks any which way it's, it's not a good way to prep. It's a, it's a glorified scrimmage at some points for these Detroit games, which is how embarrassing it was for Minnesota to let him back in the game at the end. Like the, the Bengals played him better than the Vikings did as far be, as you know, yeah. closing the game out. Yeah, that's true. I, I'll be honest with you. The Bengals offense has faced they haven't really shown it us that they can do anything against a top tier D. Yeah. Okay. They did beat they they beat the Steelers. They scored 24 points in that game. A ton of those points were because of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh they they uh went toe to toe with the Bears, scored 17 points in that game. Uh, the defenses that I have little to no respect for on their schedule, which were the Vikings week one, they scored 27. That took them, it took them two overtime to get that number. They scored 24 against the Jaguars. They went up against the Packers when the Packers were missing Jair Alexander, their one good player, and all of their pass rush. They still only scored 22. And then last week against the Lions, they scored 34. The Lions offered absolutely no resistance defensively. So this is now an enormous test for the Cincinnati offense, going up against a real defense. And yes, I think they're just in general, there may be a, a, a you know a YOLO factor here for them, just because of where they where they are in their current iteration of this team and this coach but uh i still think the ravens defense is the uh deciding factor in this game and the ravens offense they you know the bengals defense has done better this year in general and they've gone up against some tough tests and they've held their own but they can be beat with speed and the ravens absolutely have speed in spades lamar jackson hollywood brown these guys are fast and uh you know lamar jackson typically has absolutely no problem gaining yards on the ground against this bengal's defense historically um J- john harbaugh has no problems coaching coaching circles around zach taylor historically another um, big coaching so, mismatch. again you know this this should this this isn't again this isn't a huge edge this should be ravens minus seven in my opinion if you want to fight me and say it should be ravens six and a half that's fine i laid six with the ravens i think there's a small edge to be had there and uh i think uh uh, I don't mind just going to war with a good, with, with just a good old fashioned good team. That's fine with me. Yeah, I make. I mean, I make it six point two. So I okay. guess I'm I'm on the right side <laughs> of six. With you. Just not enough to want to want to lay it with a uh, a divisional yeah. game against. So them. I just need that quarter point, and I got my cover. Yeah, you, you're good. So you just needed you need them to win by that six and a quarter. Uh, the Asian handicap on this one. All right, yeah, no no action for me. I just uh, I have it close. I respect some things. I. We'll probably live bet the Ravens if Cincy scores first. I have no problem with that. I, I live bet the Ravens a little early last week when it was just apparent that their offense was going to move. 
you could get numbers that were pretty close to what you were getting pregame. And I felt not bad at all about doing that. So, all right, Carolina, New York, Carolina last week, New York, or uh, excuse me, New York last week just got the ever living shit embarrassed out of them. They actually trended good for injuries. Technically, they got their starting quarterback in. I'm not sure if he was 100%. He seemed to be. I mean, he seemed to be fine. He just, he's not that good. And an opportunistic defense who is playing with a lead the whole time with a decent front four is not what you want to face when you're a young quarterback who's not all that great. And you have, uh, let's face it, some problems on the offensive line as well. So the Giants essentially. I mean, the, the the last few points were just garbage points. They got held to three points. They offered very little resistance to the Rams on offense. That was a, kind of an embarrassing loss. It was an easy, easy survivor leg. Carolina was another weird one. That was, you had the Vikings. You deserved the cover. You got the cover. I think all the overtimes kind of hashed out where the team that should have covered, covered in the yeah, three. Be- so between the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the uh, and the Seahawks. Like everybody who was supposed to cover those games ended up covering those games in overtime eventually. So, too. so yeah, Carolina just got a little frisky at the end, but I'm going to put more of that on the Vikings and just what they can do at the end of games and let teams back into it. So Carolina's defense was very lauded early on. I still think it's a good defense, maybe not great. Like some people had tried to imply and maybe the coaching isn't as high up as we thought at times. <laughs> And obviously, Darnold is Darnold's not bad. I'm not going to say Darnold's a bad quarterback, but he is middle of the pack. To, to he's like you know he's in that 18 to 20 range. I'd say like he's he's better than 10 quarterbacks in the league, but he's that's where he's going to stay. Better like, than I, 10? I, I oh geez, I mean we could we could quickly name. Uh, I think he's better 10? than he, all right. Heineke, Ryan, Locke, Teddy, um. You count probably, them as one. Probably right? probably his opponent in this game. Honestly, he's injured at this point. Um, yeah, if you're if you're counting, I'm gonna put him ahead of Goff at this point. I'm gonna put him ahead of Goff easy call. Goff yeah, easy. Goff's an easy call. I agree big, with you on Goff. So far, ben, I only so far I only ben. agree with you on Goff. Ben, I really? agree with you on Ben too. Oh, I agree no, with you I mean, on two. So Darnold, Darnold's like 20th. I'm gonna put him at 20th. I have him at 24th. I'm gonna put him ahead of anything that I'm gonna put ahead of all the rookies. I'll yeah, put him ahead. Of, I'll put him ahead against uh, Tua Brissett, and then probably Hertz as well. Even though Hertz is a fantasy monster, so I mean you're probably right. It's split the difference, but either way, the the point being, he's not he's not ever gonna be probably league average quarterback. He's gonna fall in that twenty to probably twenty to twenty fifth range. And that's not how you win. So at least they know what they're dealing with. The Carolina Panthers can likely move on with their their lives after the season. And we'll see how this season goes. Ahead of Mac Jones, Mac still makes a lot of mistakes. Mac's clearly the best rookie, but he does make a lot of mistakes yet. He's just the cleanest by far so far, which uh, is not something to be excited about with this class. Either way, I laid it with Carolina. I didn't feel good about it, but I I had a – Decent sized edge here at minus two and a half. I got it early on, hasn't moved much. It's a juicy two and a half. I would think we could get some steam here, but it is a travel spot for the Panthers. I don't know what you make this at all. Uh, I have this as Giants or pass. I make this almost a pick. Really? I do not have a very 
I do not have a very impressive rating on the Panthers right now. I think I'm just so much lower on the Giants than people. That could be. I, I almost laid it with the Rams last week. That would have felt Right now, fine. Carolina is my 25th best team, and the Giants are my 29th best team. I think this should be – I think this sh- it has moved under a field goal. I think it should have moved under a field goal. But I think at this point, um, that's fine. If two and a half, two, one, you want to argue semantics, whatever. It could go back up to three, too, if we get some bad news reports from the Giants' uh, yeah. injury side of things. In fact, actually, I'm looking now. Circa moved it to three. Plus 100. Um, yeah, maybe it goes back up to three, but ultimately, I, I don't see anything really to get excited about in this matchup except for Carolina's pass rush against Daniel Jones and the Giants' offensive line. Um, that's a problem, as we saw last week. And as those of us who lost an under because of it, uh, Daniel Jones still has fumble problems, still has issues evaluating pressure in the pocket and making the correct decision when, when pressured. And, um, Panthers should be able to push that button in this one. They just need Darnold to play clean. And if you want to, if you go out there and you ask Darnold, hey, man, just be cool. Don't make a mistake. You don't need to win this game. Just kind of do your job like you did against the Jets. Then the Panthers can probably win by three. Um, it's just not a team I'm ever going to get involved with in the betting market in support I have, of. I have Carolina is like my 21st, 20, I think 21st or 22nd best team. I just have uh I just have the Giants. I have the Giants essentially tied for 31st. 30, 31st. Like the two New York teams are almost tied. I have the Giants downgrade. And I gave them more of a bump. I don't think Tony's gonna be a hundred percent. He's been a guy that Jones has wanted to connect with. And really Hilarious, like yeah. you can say like Saquon doesn't matter. And Saquon's Does he have a nickname a- yet, Tony? Sack. Oh, Tony? I don't yeah. know. Tony. Tony, uh, Tony Stark projections for his uh, for his uh, career, but because he got drafted by the Giants, I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. Call him, if, call him Jackrabbit. No, God, <laughs> don't even don't even bring that up. Either way, uh, Saquon. Call him Jackrabbit, Tony, because he's Sa- fast. Saquon out. Obviously, we we kind of lampoon on him and where he was picked sometimes, but it probably does matter. A little bit because they are not getting much of the backups right now from the, in the running game. In fact, the offense yeah. can kind of stink out loud at times. Yep. Who is who is my bottom team? My bottom team is for sure right now Houston. Oh, without with the bullet. Yeah, they are <laughs> like, they're by, I'd have, by with margin. Yeah, with margin. I'd have yeah, I'd have either New York team favored over the Houston Texans by about two and a half on a neutral. Yeah. If you laid if you asked if you gave me <laughs> that's if, bad. If you gave me a uh, a, a pick a market in a neutral field between Detroit and Houston, I would have a, a disturbing amount of money on Detroit. <laughs> it would be uncomfortable. It would be an uncomfortable bet. Um, but yeah, Detroit, Jacksonville, I have as as both meaningfully better than Houston right now. So, yeah, I, I would have. I would have. I have Detroit like uh, three tenths or three three quarters of a point better than the New York teams. I'd lay three with Detroit almost. Jesus, that doesn't feel like something I want to say out loud. Another home run for the Braves. Let's go, Bravos! Wow, Bravos! Bravo! Let's uh, well, let's keep you know, let's keep this series rolling. Let's. I uh, wouldn't necessarily count the Dodgers out as we learned no. last night. And you know what else you shouldn't count out? An over in an Astros game, yeah. <laughs> two days in a row, just in uh, in the I most. Ju- I uh, joked about that this morning in, in Brown Bay. Barely, barely making it across the line, fashion. 
I said, just bet it and check. Yeah, like it might not feel like it's going to come in. It'll come in. Yeah, good That's stuff funny. for them. I don't think All the right. I don't think the Sox have had an under game in the in the playoffs yet. All okay. right, so easy I'm, pass. I'm, Panthers Giants for me. Easy pass. Did you I'm make on Carolina? Yeah, you I'm took on Carolina. 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 Okay. Did you get the two and a half at least? I did. I got a. Did two, you get two a flat half. two and a half at least? I'm gonna have to double check, but I think I paid like minus one hundred eight. I didn't. Uh, that's, that's rarely, that's, that's rarely that's paid a, that's minus one ten. Market agrees with you. That's good. Let's move on to the Washington Football Team at the Green Bay Packers. Packers only home game in a five game stretch here, where they had ro- two roadies, a homie, and two roadies coming up. Um, interesting drama surrounding Washington football team that has nothing to do with their product on the field, which has stunk out loud, uh, has everything to do with their front office, which stinks out loud. Um, ownership specifically is an absolute disaster in Washington. If you are a supporter of this team, if you live in the DMV area, by all means, put pressure on the, whatever you can on the NFL to release the details of their investigation into these guys, because some of the stuff they were doing was absolutely disgusting. And uh, they should be held account for it. And to this point, it looks like they're just not going to be. So um, kind of uh, interesting to follow that story. Green Bay, on the other hand, has been very, very solid for me this year. Maybe the only team that is covering for me on a regular basis so far. Um, So I have some affinity for them. However, I did not go to war with them this week at eight and a half. In fact, this was nine and a half this morning. So Washington money has come in, uh, question mark. Is it not? It's eight and a half across the I, I feel like oh. I'm gonna have to fill you in on everything hap- everything that happened while you were bicycling back to your bungalow. I took <laughs> I took Washington plus ten. It was ten in the opener at some place. Nice. And that was just a bridge too far for me. It felt icky. I hate every part of having to bet on this team, but I couldn't get there. So I did bet Washington plus ten. I feel like this is going to be a case of I might need them to score in garbage time down like 16 or something and then sweat the extra point as I'm sitting at a push. But I don't uh, I don't have Green Bay rated that high. I struggled to give them a very positive game grade versus the Bears when a team does. I mean, you can say you can again, teams score in chunks of three and seven. But when a team essentially does just enough to cover, it's hard to give them a big game grade. They won the, you know, they were they were gifted a kind of a turnover. They didn't do a whole lot, although the running game has looked pretty decent. And obviously, Rodgers is very hard to contain. I, I, I still didn't give them a, a real big, uh, a real decent game grade. I didn't upgrade them at all. And really, ten was a lot for this, despite the really, really poor secondary for Washington. Uh, but Rodgers is taking quite a few sacks this year, so if the pass rush can get home. They can stop them, but I, I have a bad feeling I'm going to be just pissed at every third down in this game. Green Bay's great on third down. Washington's not great at defending it. Shit probably gets hairy there, and I'm I'm going to be mad when this is like 21-6 early, and we'll get there. We'll get there late. It's going to be a hairy, a, this a, hairy, is, this... hairy, a hairy shit game. I got you. It's not a good it. one. No, no, not good. Um, I mean, I – I think that's the. I think he's on the right side, and I might tease the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Packers are a fun tease 
honestly, uh, just because even in those in these kind of games where they're up against an inferior opponent at home and they're not having their best game, they still do do enough to win. So the Packers, especially at eight and a half now, that is a beauty of a teaser leg. Yeah, I'll uh, probably yeah, I'll be is, on both sides of this game. Do you put it? Who do you put it with? The Pats, the Giants, somebody else? Where do you go? Where do you go with this? It sucks. It's not a great week for teasers. There's Miami? too many. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, like the Miami game is. Uh, unless you just got an early pick them and you're buying your way out of that, that's fine. There's a chance I might do it a little bit of an un, uh, unconventional tease. Maybe just <laughs> we take the Rams down to take the Rams down to nine. That doesn't feel right. No, we'll come up. We'll come up with something for sure. Honestly, yeah, it, it it might be have moved too much to tease. Uh... I, I don't know. I might just even though I'm not getting through the seven. That might just end up going down to one. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll find a I'll find a leg to go with it. Either way, I'm on the ten here. It was a bridge too far again. <clears throat> I like Green Bay. I like what they've done, but the the secondary injuries are going to be haunting them at some point. Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor, and the rookie quarterback didn't do enough to take advantage of that. And I said that when I was watching the game, I said, "You're not even getting a whiff of the fact that they're having a bad secondary because they're not attacking it." And I said, I might just bet against Green Bay next week. I should go look who they play. Then I saw, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> always good. So, yeah, they, they Washington should do well in the trenches, and hopefully they can muster something in the secondary. And okay. uh, they'll stay within this. I, I don't have a problem with that handicap at all. I would not go to war with Green Bay this week. No way, no how. Not at that price. Not against this team. Uh, let's move on down to KC of Tennessee because there's a lot of interesting betting angles on this one, and I have yeah. no action on this game. I did not bet it. The Kansas City Chiefs, and this is worth kind of re, re uh, kind of recapping this market activity because it's been pretty wild. Um, we s- expected a look ahead here of three. Three and a half. Three. three. Yeah. yeah. The look ahead last week was three. Uh, it opened at four, but excuse me, it opened at three and a half before Tennessee played Monday Night Football. It got bet out to four and a half. Uh, Tennessee did. Or, or actually, I bet it's about five and a half at some places. They close the market for Monday Night Football. Tennessee gets the outright win, shocking the Bills, shocking the world. Um, and they reopened it at four and a half, and it's gotten bet out to five and a half again. So, literally, everybody and their mom has had a chance to double dip on this Kansas City Chiefs team under five points, and they have taken advantage of that. Um, it is out now to five and a half. And if you had, if you made me guess, I think by the time we get to this weekend, it may be, uh, it may be a, a six. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. And that's probably too much. Like my math, my numbers do not say that there are six points difference between these two teams. I, they do not support the one day rest advantage for Kansas City here being worth anything. Um, and I realistically, I, I just, I only have about three and a half points of difference between these two. So my, this is like Titans or nothing if I was going to bet this game. And so I don't really want a piece of the Titans after a big Monday night football win like that. Uh, Backing it up is going to be tough. Um, Titans also dealing with a very obvious, meaningful cluster injury in the defensive backfield. You know who you don't want to play? Uh, when you're going up again, when you have a, a cluster injury in the defensive backfield, Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill. That's who. And Tyree Kill hasn't really even been practicing this week. I'm expecting he plays. Oh, um, yeah. Travis Kelsey is having an underwhelming 
season, I have to say. Don't exactly know what to make of that. Um, but ultimately, this is a, a nice get, you know, a nice spot for KC for a lot of reasons. And I think ultimately they uh, uh, they likely prevail. Whether or not they cover, I think, comes down to the end of the game. And whether uh, Tennessee sneaks in the back door. Uh, yeah. Do you think, again, I guess here's a question for you. It felt like Tennessee unlocked something in that second half when A.J. Brown was over his Chipotle issue. And they were play action was working. The play so action well. was working so well because he was because he could create separation over the middle of the field. And he's really fucking hard to tackle. He seems like the exact guy that Tannehill needs to run this offense efficiently. And if he is back and healthy, then Tennessee is a much more bet on team as a much safer over team than they were pro than they were otherwise. That's the general read I get. Um, and, you know, I, I, our sharp friends that I talked to on the matchbook pod, all about Kansas City this week um, are some of our other sharp folks who model and make numbers. Love this matchup for Kansas City and can't get enough of the Kansas City offense who continues to be out of this world efficient and good despite having more turnovers than anyone in the NFL. Um, and I guess I ask you, Andy, is Kansas City succeeding in spite of their sloppiness or are they, is this just, this is, and then of what eventually the turnovers will dry up because they're unpredictable? Or is that just who they are? Like, is this just a sloppy team? If they can keep it to like one turnover a game, they're going to score 35 on you. When you have, I mean, in matchups like this, they have, you know, a, a bad secondary again they get to face. This is a much worse secondary than what what they faced last week. And they had a they had a heyday at points. So absolutely this is a, a scary spot for me. I I make this like four and a half, but I, that is with that's like raw numbers. That's without downgrading for a cluster injury. You have to you have to it's hard to quantify a cluster injury. But, but you also have to take it and be like, hey, we have a cluster injury. Where's it at? It's in the defensive secondary, the guys that cover wide receivers and tight ends. Oh, who are you facing? Well, really good wide receivers and tight ends and a really, really good quarterback and a really good offensive game plan. Okay, maybe you shouldn't Maybe you shouldn't get involved in this one. Maybe you should just sit this out despite what your numbers say. Okay, sounds good. I'm there. Like, that's what we're going to do because, like, the, the fact that you started rookie – and then he got hurt. You went to another backup. It was a guy who was easily beaten. And despite how many times he said his name, Janoris Jenkins sucks. He doesn't get the nickname for me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it, again, if if they're not going to get pressure, which they did get a little pressure, but I, I still I still think like Mahomes is obviously a better quarterback than, you know, than almost anybody in the league. I don't want to take anything away from Josh Allen, but he's still fairly young. I guess they're both pretty young. I hate to make the comparison it's not like Mahomes doesn't take sacks or take some silly sacks sometimes. So if he can watch what they, what they, you know, offered as far as a pass rush and some of the blitz packages and they can work around that. And if he's basically unbothered, like that secondary is going to have a bad time. So yeah, there's no, no reason to bet the Titans for me in this one. And I might just sit this out. Okay. Yeah. I am um, not might. I am. I, <laughs> I you yeah. I, I can't again. A short short week cluster injury playing a crazy good offense. No thanks. What do, what what do you think uh, in general about the um, the Chiefs? Was last week the buy low spot for them in the AFC West? Are we going to get in a shot of that, or is that ship sailed? I mean, they probably win that. I'd have to look at their schedule, but 
you never know. Many a slip twixt the cup and lip, and they're seven. They still got to pay. They got to play Green Bay. They got to play Dallas before they're by. They could have a couple more losses. Oh my god, that Dallas total. Yeah, that should probably be 60. 60 realistic. This one's 57. We're damn close. We're getting there. So uh, if you want, take the under here. And we hope, didn't talk at all about how Tennessee's think, yeah, offense hope. matches up against Kansas City's defense. Kansas City's defense has fixed nothing still. Yeah, they they, um, they they looked a little better at times. They made some small changes that looked okay. Nah. But this is a better offense than what they faced last week. And their, pass, their run defense isn't going to do enough against uh what uh, derrick henry offers even a short week so hey, I, this you take it under you pray they punt twice and then you take over 52 and uh, just sit and watch this one land somewhere in there i'm i'm not getting involved okay okay sounds reasonable to me we're already on smile uh, let's here. move on to atlanta and miami um speaking of atlanta this was a pick, and a lot of people took advantage of that. This is a nasty, nasty, nasty situational spot for the Dolphins, not getting a bye after London, and the Falcons coming off a bye. So really big, weird travel slash rest disadvantage. We thought we'd see action on the Falcons. We were right. I still didn't take it. Sometimes it's like I know if I take this, I'm going to get some CLV. And I said that. I'm like, God, I, I should just take the Falcons. That was the last thing I, I said at, before my phone died, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Falcons are going to get bet. You, you could get this, and you could get some CLV, but like CLV doesn't pay the bills, especially when you bet on the Falcons. Um, Tua looked uncomfortable at times. Matt Ryan looks uncomfortable all the time. I don't know, man. This is not a game I want to watch even. Yeah, three wins betwixt them. <sighs> At Miami, there's there was rumors of trades this afternoon. I think a lot of that was debunked pretty quickly. Do you? I mean, do you have an opinion on this at all? I played it. I played Miami. On the I make it at plus one fifteen. I thought if it got out to three, I might just take the home dog. It still might. I have these teams so similarly power ranked. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. So yeah. similarly power ranked, it's crazy. And then you have a decent advantage at home. Like, uh, it, you know, it's it's still Miami early enough. Like, it's, it's yeah. a tough place to play. But, man, the, the situational spot's probably going to keep me off that. So I'm, It's a bad I'm, situational ex- spot. Atlanta's explain- coming off of a bye. Miami is coming across the ocean. Never, never ideal. But uh, realistically, it's not that much more of a trip than – going from Miami to Seattle and realistically Miami to Seattle is a little bit tougher because on the way home, at least because you're going West to East. It's a little bit more difficult than going East to West. Um, In general, I don't think it's going to manifest much of an impact here in terms of Miami's team performance. A couple of key players that uh, I'm looking for on the injury report uh, didn't even travel to London. So it doesn't matter one way or the other. Uh, If uh, you know, if they, I don't didn't get a buy um, to uh, one week to shake the rust off. I think might look a little bit better against a, uh, an equal strength defense in Atlanta that he just played against uh, in Jacksonville. Um, I think Miami can, I think Miami can be fine here realistically. And the, but the math and the numbers was really, I ultimately I fired on this because I was going to be mad at myself if I passed and then Miami wins. The math is, is tough to support. 
it's total really, total really, hasn't moved in a bit. It's really sure. tough. It's really uh, tough to support this math. Um, yeah. The no, preseason, the preseason look ahead was Miami minus three and a half. Uh, the week look ahead was Pickham. Now you're getting basically a decent plus money to back the Dolphins on the money line. Um, this is like the Raiders last week. Like the whole yeah, world has, the whole world has one idea, and it's oh, we're gonna take the we're taking the Broncos. It's a fair comp. And then even like that was a weird market. That's another one where the live market was just odd. Like it was not, uh, it was not willing to flip the Raiders to a favorite ever. It took a long time to flip the Raiders to a favorite in that live market. And that was kind of a no doubter for Oakland slash Las Vegas. Kind of feels like that where the whole world's just going to pile on a narrative and it's more than a narrative. It's situational, but maybe baked in and obviously enough money came in where it wasn't baked in enough. I, I support your play. I will uh, probably stay away from this one, though. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, Pitts, Pitts, the Pitts got in the game. Um, underutilized the first five weeks. Yeah, all the other receivers were gone, so they had to. <laughs> That's how you get Pitts in there. So it's, it's funny, but it was nice to see him get some usage. He is a extraordinary talent, I believe. Yeah, Lamella Ball is ruining my uh, my lovely – uh, CLV on that Pacers. That's too bad. Um, I thought he plays for the Bulls. He, Lamelo plays for the Hornets, and he what? went nuclear in that third quarter. Which one's on my? Which one's on my Bulls? Uh, Lavar? No, Lonzo. Lo, Lonzo, thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, let's, the, let's uh, flip yeah, the games. I, real quick, that like the um, the news about the Deshaun Watson trade today. I I felt bad about playing my Miami money line with that stuff circling. Like yeah. to, the idea that you know two is now looking over his shoulder. Oh, I, oh, it's over for me here already. And you know, what well, well, you know, where am I going next? Like that, those kind of questions swirling. I hate that. Hate that. Hate that. Hate that. Um, this is a straight numbers play. Miami should be a pick them in this spot, not a two and a half point dog. So I bet I bet the Dolphins. Let's move on. Jets Patriots part two. Is this the yeah, this first game rematch already happened. we've had this season? It's believe maybe the first rematch. That was an ugly, ugly, ugly game for um, I mean, honestly, everybody involved, truthfully, but more so the Jets. The Jets looked really bad. This was uh was pretty much didn't move off the look head. This is a seven, it's a seven, it's not getting a ton of action in the market, apparently. Lower total, which is just fine with me. It actually was 44 last week. If you had a look ahead total on this, so totals dropping. I think we're seeing that. Uh, despite the Patriots, the Patriots look squirrely at times versus that Dallas. Uh, that Dallas D. I don't know. Like uh, I think the offense has taken a few strides forward, and they've just like always. They just throw random running backs out there and seem to get some positive usage out of them. The Jets, real real stinky roster. Still better than Houston. I'm close enough on this number that I'm not real excited about it. New York Jets getting a little boost again, baked into the number, but they are off a bye. So you've got you've got the Jets with a little rest advantage, but probably not the coaching staff and the roster to take advantage of it. Like Patriots in a teaser, especially if it's sitting around seven and a half. If this goes down to six and a half, I likely won't tease it, but uh it's it's something I might look at later this week. 
Yeah, I'm never. Not excited uh, to watch this either. I don't. I usually don't get involved a ton in the rematch between divisional opponents unless I saw something obvious in the first rematch that suggests that there's going to be a misprice, right? Like you're like, oh, I saw that, but if they use that to anchor the price for this one, I'll, I'm going to jump on that. Um, they didn't take the bait in this one. They opened the Patriots were seven point favorites on the road. Uh, when they played the Jets or six and a half, something like that. Now they're seven point favorites at home. I think that's fair. Uh, not a lot to, you know, the Jets, they got the buy. They needed it because their defense had played a billion snaps in two weeks. And now they finally get a breather to regroup. They should probably get a pretty solid defensive effort here for the for the Jets against the New England team. It's not dynamic, especially in through the pass. Um, but uh, Belichick still going up against a rookie quarterback is a it's not just a narrative. He does have a great way of really confusing the hell out of those kids and making them look poor. So easy skip here. Um, Patrick says every single game on this graphic. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's, you know, the second half of the slate here. Yeah, well, they're bad. There's a couple. There's a couple I'm not, yeah, <laughs> there's a couple that have some betting angles, but I don't have strong takes on several of these. Detroit at the Rams. Yeah. Is a big old damn number. It big, is. big, big, big. This was uh, uh, this didn't take the the money that you saw in like Houston versus Buffalo, where it got bet down at first and then obviously steamed later. This is still sitting at fifteen. Doesn't look like it's going to want to come back across the fourteen. A combination of the Detroit Lions offering zero to nothing, kick of kicking a field goal down four scores. And and really, the Rams deciding to, yeah, that was yeah the yeah the Lions did they kicked that field goal when they were down like twenty seven nothing, and then the Rams red zone efficiency slash keeping their foot on the gas pedal, beating the tar out of a bad team, and now they're at home. Like this is this number's right. Like this this Lions this is a hard team to get in bed with, even with this many points. This defense played a little bit up. You have Goff, who, if you want to say that sacks are a quarterback stat, Goff is a good example of that. He's going to run his way into a couple sacks. He's going to make some bad decisions. Probably going to see a, a turnover differential heading the Rams' way. And yeah, this this is a minus fifteen for a reason. I don't I don't know what to make of the whole Goff, uh, you know, the Goff Stafford narrative. I'm not sure if there's anything there. If anything, McVeigh might just lay it on to be like, fuck off. Like, I was so sick of this kid. He bothered me so. That would be funny if they just remember that one Belichick game against the, it was the Redskins back then, I believe. And he just kept scoring. Like, they kept pressing the ball down the field for no yeah. reason whatsoever. I yeah. like one of those. So this totals 50 and a half. I, I wish I saw more from the or Detroit. I'd like this over, but I can't get uh, can't get there. I'm pretty much where this total is, and I'm on market with this number as well. Yeah, I'm actually fat on this number. Uh, I made it Rams sixteen and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of value there if you want to go bet the Rams fifteen. Um, yeah. I don't know that this is any kind of a resistance whatsoever. Lions going on the road. At least there probably won't be raining. It probably won't be wet hand golf in this one. So maybe the Lions give indoors. you something in the first half. It um, is an indoor stadium, although yeah. they did stop for a lightning delay one time in this one. That's right. Yeah. Nothing to say about that one. Rams, and, and guess what? Rams said <laughs> the Giants last week. They get Detroit this week. They get the Texans next week. 
What a freaking stretch for these guys. Unbelievable. Um, let's move on to Philly at Las Vegas. I ended up playing the Eagles today uh, at plus three, plus 100. And it was uh, not a hard decision because I think ultimately they win in the trenches on both sides of the ball here. Uh, I We've been waiting for the defensive line for the Eagles to really sort of dictate the state of the game for a little while now. This is the perfect opportunity for them to do that going up against a Raiders team that is, that is now missing John Gruden's creativity in terms of just offensive scheme and approach. Uh, and uh, also has a pretty poor offensive line as has been proven out a couple of times this season. I think this is the sort of game where Fletcher Cox can wreak havoc up the middle and bring out the worst in their car. I think the wide receivers for the Raiders have a very, very difficult task on their hands to find chemistry with Carr, getting open down the field. They they stink. That's the one way you can really make the Eagles hurt. Um, so I don't see the Eagles defense really being exposed much here. Uh, on the flip side, there are enough positive things about this Eagles offense and the way that they, um, you know, they operate that, you know, that with 10 days to prepare for the Raiders defense, I think they can get a decent pass pro for Hertz. I think if they're, they run something a little bit more up tempo, if they give, get Hertz out of the pocket, out of structure, let him do some, some stuff with his legs, the way he has, uh, they have the capability of kind of scoring and kind of putting this game away with margin. Uh, I think the Eagles ought to be closer to a pick them here. I would have made the fair price uh, about one and a half. So um, Eagles plus three for me on this one. Decent spot for them. Took me a while to get here. Uh, had to see some of the positive injury news come across the wire on Philly to really feel good about this one. And, you know, Raiders saved their season last week with a very uh, gutsy effort in the absence of their head coach. And uh, I think – Big time come back down to earth sort of spot here on top of all of the other uh, actual 1v1 matchup advantages that exist for Philly. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm even more bullish. I have this almost as a pick. Just uh, again, the Eagles injury news trending the right way. I think we're going to come down a little off that new head coach bump, although I like some of the things the offense did. It looked good at times. Although it was, you know, it was a good matchup versus Denver, especially when some injuries started to pile up. So I'm happy that they got that done. That was a fun spot for them. Got involved in a couple of live overs there as well. That was a very, that was probably my most profitable game of the weekend, just because anything I touched in that one live turned out okay, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of a couple other games, which you, you bet them live over and all of a sudden everyone just starts punting, drives you up a wall. I liked I liked a lot of what would or excuse me what Philly did despite you know the the result it was more second half it was a very very good team though you you play got two weeks in a row now Philly has got their own three at home that is something hmm. but uh, yeah it was three weeks between three weeks they had to play the Chiefs and the Buccaneers like yeah there was there was some tough home games there Philly, oh, they, they played Fran, San Fran Chiefs, Chiefs yeah, they Cowboys, were dogs, yeah. San Fran, they were dogs and, in all three of those games yeah I mean they've beat they've beat the Falcons and the Panthers on the road by the way but yeah playing the Cowboys playing the Chiefs playing the Buccaneers the Buccaneers actually kind of took it easy on them from an offensive standpoint the Buccaneers not Don't hitting a started. team total in that yeah the Bucks not hitting a team total in that is amazing but the Cowboys and the Chiefs put 42 up on them I, I actually am looking closer at this over I I think you're right I like a lot of things about what we saw from Philly's offense but I'm not 
too keen on just putting this Vegas offense in the trash just because Gruden's gone because it looked pretty solid last week. And I think both offenses get this going. So I'm probably going to be on this over 49. I have a couple more things to dig into, but that's, I, I lean with you. I lean with you on the Eagles, but I'm going to, my lean is more towards the Eagles offense playing well, and I'll probably be on this over. So it's not going to feel good if the Raiders offense continues to just click. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. You're, you're getting value. I, I, I do think the Eagles shouldn't be this big of a dog. It should probably be, you know, plus one. Yeah, okay. Not a lot to pick from this week. So, you know, <laughs> we're picking through the trash here. Eagles, uh, yeah. Let's move on to Chicago taking on Tampa Bay. Oh, here's this nice is actually – yeah, this is actually uh, one that I do think is valuable. I think there's a. I think this is a. There's a wrong price in this game. Do you know what? Do you know what the wrong price is? I kind of want to play this under. <laughs> under? Ooh, make the case for the under. What's the case for the under? I just don't. I, again, people are going to want to bet this over, based on oh my god, there's a cluster injury. The Buccaneers' defensive backs are so hurt. Yeah, the the Bears do nothing about that. Their offense is not going to take shots against that apparently against anyone with hurt secondaries and they're going to put up like 12 points again and again the way I, the reason i'm not betting it is because tampa could just put up 35 but like my raw numbers if this turned into if this turned into one of those games where it turns into uh let's say chicago's in a bunch of negative game states i just don't have chicago in a good in a negative game state i don't think chicago's that good like they're not good. They're not a team that scores garbage points for some reason. Like this is, if you want to bet an over, I, I might just take Tampa team total over. I don't think the, I don't think the bears are going to help you in this spot. I'm, mm. I'm just not keen on what they're doing with offense right here. So, and it is uh, again, Miami and Tampa might be rainy, icky weather games. So kind of go at your own, go at your own discretion here with any of these totals you're betting. Rain doesn't necessarily make an under that much more likely. Sometimes rain can be worse on a defense as they're slipping around. But uh, if it does get windy, obviously this this total is probably a touch high too. The, the Bears might have nothing to offer. The backup running back's okay, but he's not gonna do it against that front. Hmm. Okay. I fired on the over here. <laughs> I thought this was off by like four points. Um, I think the Bears' defense stinks. It, it and... does. I'm, I just I, I know where you're gonna like. Obviously, it's it's easy to make a case for Tampa scoring on this team and scoring in gobs. But yeah, like, like I'd love to hear love to hear your yeah. take on yeah. I'd love to hear your take on the Bears. Getting I think the Bears can 14? get to 10, <laughs> 10, 14 here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, Tampa, Tampa's defense is not great. Their Tampa's defense is. Uh, is uh, it's a very easy defense to prepare for because they're they're so lopsided. They are unreal defending the rush, and they are not good because of the injuries to the defensive backfield. And they are, I know they're reintegrating players this week. I know they're reintegrating some meaningfully important players this week. However, those guys have missed a couple weeks with injuries with COVID stuff. So I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing for this past defense. All of a sudden they're going to be unstoppable. I like the chemistry that we're seeing in the passing game for the bears between, uh, you know, the way that, that uh, fields is distributing targets. 
Um, they're not giving him enough. They're not taking him off the leash enough. I think that's a general problem with Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is a very uh, negative force in general with this team in that locker room and the development of fields. But outside of, uh, you know, what they vision, his vision of how he wants this defense to run and how much he wants to rely on the rushing attack, that's just never, ever going to be a deciding factor in any game they play. Um, you know, setting that aside, uh, this, uh, this Bears team has decent chemistry in the passing game between Mooney, Kmet, uh robinson fields finds those guys distributes the targets well and i think can do enough in this game against the buccaneers that uh that it's competitive or you know at least uh you know maybe maybe it's a backdoor situation i don't know um but this feels almost this feels like a rerun of uh of miami uh miami tampa where we had uh you know there really was no resistance on one side of the football and the other side did just enough that the over was never in doubt in that contest. And I think this is a very similar situation here. So um, realistically, I'm projecting uh, 31-17 here. Um, you know how you get there? How? Third and long fields makes mistake. Strip sack fumble. Sure. Like short fields for Tampa feels likely. That's so. entirely possible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Uh, uh, I don't hate that whatsoever, but at the same time, um, Pacers first you know. half was the look. Oh yeah. This is, yeah, that, that this game is, is, that game is all these the second halves are getting very annoying. Oh yes, absolutely true. Very oh, good. So. The NBA is back. NBA is back. Fuck yeah. The association. Um, Toronto is right. still taking apparently. All right. You're in the cool. over. I'm yeah. staying away from that one. <laughs> Philadelphia letting this Pelicans back into this first half is annoying. Um, get all Simmons right. in. Let's uh yeah, let's move on to uh some of these other uh two more. We might even touch on Monday night just because we have some time. Houston, Arizona, 18 at Winbet right now at our friends at Winbet. Can, can you make it can you make it 18? I am at 18.1. This is my second best team. Um and not by much as far as the gap between them and Buffalo, essentially tied for first and the worst team. So, I mean, this is essentially the best team in the league versus the worst team in the league, and the best team in the league is hosting. So, I'm at 18. Houston is actually even in a little bit of a disadvantage spot, and this is their second straight road game after another shitty game. Apparently, You know, it just they're a team that's probably going to turn the ball over three times per game. A lot of it is because they're going to be in a constant negative game state where they're facing – a heavy pass rush and the Arizona pass rush is nothing to be trifled with this year. So far, they've had a nice little run so far. Obviously this team is very good. They've won all their games. I can't lay 18, but yeesh, this is a, this is a yucky one. There's even rumors that Kyler is banged up. And I think they would love, love, love to come out hot, come out fast, be up by 24 at halftime and let him take some time off or just hand off a bunch in the second half, not risk him taking some hits. It would be a really nice if he got like a half a buy out of this one. Nothing's ever easy. The Vikings lost against the Bills three, four years ago as a favorite of this size at home. Like anything can happen. I might take some Texans money line and parlay it with like five of the other big favorites just to have a fun 40 to one or something. But yeah, Cardinals first half would be the look for me. I think that might be the narrative. Let's put the, put the foot, foot on the throat early and just let Kyler hand off in the second half. And then yeah, second half under you say, 
like second half under might be a look because if Arizona's going to play a conservative and then Houston, even in garbage time, if Houston's just not good enough, um, that could be a, a first half over second half under kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. God, this is tough, man. Um, I can't get to 18, <laughs> but I also can't stomach playing the Texans. So this was an easy pass. Uh, I think your points are all very fair, and I will go with you on a second half under if that's how this plays out from a game state standpoint. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, I don't think this is a fair price. Um, and I don't think the Cardinals are real still. I still think that they're a team that at some point you want to find a way to bet against them in the NFC West market probably after this week because they because they go up against the – they have – they have a, a high leverage game against the Packers next week, whereas the Rams get to stomp on this team. Um, the uh, although Terod Taylor may be back next week, so you know who knows? Maybe the maybe the Texans are frisky next week. Um, but uh, yeah, the big swing, you know, really leverage wise in the NFC West may come next week when uh, these guys go when these guys host the Packers. Then they have to go at San Francisco to play them again. They, and obviously, San Francisco played them tough last time. They get the Panthers and, and, and Seattle before the bye week. So it's really just that Packers game uh, that's keeping the Cardinals from likely getting to their bye uh, undefeated, which would be unbelievable. But I think ultimately the Rams, as something you need to add to your portfolio at some point after this win, likely for Arizona. Does that sound right? <clears throat> Price yeah. is not going to change much this week. We think both the Rams and the Cardinals are going to hold serve, right? Yeah, they're big favorites against some of the shittiest teams in the league. They should hold serve at home for sure. So that's something you can probably wait a, wait a second to get into. Okay. All right. Indy San Fran. This total ticked away from me a little, and then it popped back up. Resistance at 43 and a half. I'm on this over. Um. This over is low, or this total is a little low. The pace of these teams aren't great. If you go look at neutral pace, if you go look at pace of the lead, these teams are not fast teams. But I have liked a lot of what I've seen out of Indy's offense the last couple weeks, even though I was a little pissed at them, just how they were running an offense despite what was working the two weeks before that, even in a loss to uh, – Tennessee, they decided to get away from some of the things that were working for them, and it just didn't matter because they were playing a clearly inferior opponent. It's one of those things where it's like, man, you didn't play that great of a game. You just played Houston. You know, that that's what happens. It, it turns some of these game grades into kind of a little bit of a puzzle to figure out, like, were they actually good or was this just kind of what was expected out of them and they got away with some things. I'm with them there, but I still like what this offense can do. And then Niners off a bye at home. Jimmy G probably healthy, um, Kittle out, but still a decent potent offense against a team that has gotten a little slashed by a few teams on defense, and I make this a little closer, like 46-47. So I'm on this over. Okay. I don't I know. Like what, do you make, what do you make your total? No, I like that look a lot, actually. Um, we may need to find a secret – Team, the secret pod. I know it's even the Eagle, Eagles over, baby. Uh, what about Viking? What about Ra- I mean, um, uh, what about Vikings aren't going to be a winner? What about week? the Raiders under though? 
It's 26. I'm not getting in the way of that freight train right now. I know you're against him, but that offense, that offense really good. They they were taking deep shots, man. I think the Eagles keep them under wraps. Um, All right. Well, I I played the Niners here. Not a great spot for Indy. Uh, Indy fourth road game in five weeks. Yeah. Uh, Looking ahead potentially to Tennessee next week. Uh, market finally warming up to them after a number of un, uh, unimpressive performances to start the season. Uh, Carson Wentz still, I think, is kind of um, people are starting to buy in to the Carson Wentz experience, which is dangerous. <laughs> be be very uh, afraid to get involved with the Carson Wentz experience, in my opinion. Um, and ultimately, I think with two weeks to prepare here, Jimmy G coming back, this Niners offense should be able to dictate this game. Indianapolis, Indianapolis is dealing with a ton of injuries on defense that I think matter. Their defense is not good in general. Their defense went up against a similar style of offense in Baltimore and got absolutely pushed around in the second half of that game. I think San Francisco emulates that and uh, wins wire to wire kind of game here. I laid the points at three and a half. It's out to four. So market is with me. I think this closes four and a half. I think San Francisco scores comfortably in this one. Um, 24 and a half for the Niners. Is it going to be 24 and a half? I was hoping to get a flat 24. No, it'll be you'll get a 24 and a half. It'll be plus money though. Um, the way that yeah, the way they set these team totals, they never do give you the love. It's not up right now, where I normally would bet it. I can check a couple other places. Uh, I get some decent decent prices at uh, sometimes at BetUS, which again, it's not a good book, but like <laughs> like I'm I'm just gonna shit on every offshore because they all have their flaws, but I, I shouldn't be shitting on a book that has decent team total prices. Sometimes everybody has like their their you know their spot in life like this is for this this is for this that's why you do need a bunch of outs not only just to shop around but knowing like all right these are the books i look at for golf outrights these are the books i look at for team totals this is where i bet my run scored first inning which that answer to that is sportsbook.ag (laughs) (laughs) um we could go giants under 20 and a half uh that correlates with your look on the carolina panthers i like that we could do Tennessee over 26. I think they get to 27. We could do yeah, I still sure think I'm... Vegas. I think I think still think Vegas under 26 is pretty pretty slick. Um again. I'm looking, I'm looking at a Niners 24 and a half plus 100. Do you like that better? Yeah, let's do that. I like that over already. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, Sabonis gets to 13 rebounds. Pacers are up one. They're going to break my heart. So I'm What was Brisket's bet? Over 11 and a half rebounds. Oh, easy peasy. And he made his points rebounds total super duper easy. Sabonis is a great player. Great. Love love what he's bringing to the table. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, okay. So what did we decide? Niners team total over 24? Niners team total over. All right, let's get it. Lego. Everything's tight late. Bulls are up by two. Pacers up by one. Yeah, but the, NBA is, the NBA is is entertaining and competitive. The only game that is completely non-competitive. I, I guess there's two of them. The uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, ethering. <laughs> the Houston Rockets. Uh, all that Rockets steam are gonna on be Minnesota bad again. was... Yes, but uh, are the Timberwolves good? No, um, they haven't played anyone. Timberwolves haven't played anybody yet. Anthony Edwards is 
five of 10 from three. How about that? He has taken 10 threes in this game in a half of a half of basketball. He has attempted 10 threes. Did you I didn't see that Malik Beasley? Oh, this is going to be a great team. <laughs> Malik Beasley. Malik Bench Beasley. All-star, yeah. Sixth man Malik of the year. Beasley Malik Beasley. Five points. Um, yeah, they, hey, uh, they well, let's let's wait until they play someone that's not the Rockets to to crown them. No, but, but what's uh, going on with Anthony Edwards? Ten, five of ten from three. That's again my, my answer to that is they're playing the Rockets. Like let let them shoot whatever he wants. And again, hot hand, baby. Hot hand isn't just a fallacy. Hot hand is something we do in basketball. If you're if you're shooting good, you just keep taking it. Dude, these starters for the Rockets. Holy crap. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Uh quick look at the Monday game because we never touch on it, but we got a little time. Gino versus Jameis is hilarious. I made a joke today how that should be a Thursday night game. Like, honestly, <laughs> that's that's like a Thursday night atmosphere. Yeah. Um uh did you did you take a quick look? Like just what's your number on that? I'm I'm at like again, I'm I'm not sure if I I'm at where I should be with Seattle. I'm at, yeah, I'm at three. I think the I think it's a little bit of a I think there's a little bit of too much market support here for New Orleans in general. I yeah, I had New Orleans a little too high in my rankings. I just kind of did well, they didn't get a game grade last week, so they kind of just sat up there and did I didn't adjust them relative to the market. But I'm I'm pretty close with you there. I'm a little hot closer to where they're at right now, for uh, where the market makes. Oh, Manicast is back. That is the biggest, most um, important yeah. aspect of that game. I'm excited to watch this. It could be a football folly. Is great, but I'm yeah. I made I'm the I made the total. I made the total forty one. So I played the under. Not a huge. Not a huge. Not edge a fan there. of that. You like the over? <laughs> Just the, those two guys, like. Someone to throw a pick six has got to be like minus one ten. <clears throat> Gino threw some questionable balls at times, he and did. apparently also is easily strip sacked. Although TJ Watt, what an animal! I'm I'm gonna watch that one. I'm I'm probably just sitting that one out. What is it? Five five's too much. It's already moved like, down to forty two and a half, and I got it at forty four, so I'm feeling fine. I'm showing forty three. Well, Circus got it at forty two. Okay, so. we trust them over Lovig. Anyway, um. I think my adjustment to Seattle was fair last week. I ended up betting them like on the show and saying, I'm going to put a little bit on them. So I took them at five and a half. That was looking like the stupidest bet I've ever made. And then they ended up covering and obviously almost winning the damn game. That was a game I never want to rewatch, but I am excited for the Manning cast and yeah, hopefully just, uh, I don't know if I don't even think I have futures on either of these. I'm not cheering for anything. They canceled the game for all I care. Just do three hours of the Mannings talking to each other. I'd watch that. Okay. All right. Looks like the Bulls are going to get the win. Yeah, the Bulls. Your Bulls. Uh, nice job coming coming back against the Pistons. Two and zero. Although nice. that closed five, that closed five, you could have got two and a half in the market early in the week. The NBA That's, markets are tight do. this They're time aggressive. of year. They're tight this time of year, are they? I don't know, man. Um, I'm just fucking around. I don't bet in the NBA except live. Uh, so. Yeah, these are these are good games. Love the NBA's back. All right. Well, hey guys, I can't go back and sit and look through all the live chat. I caught a lot of it. If you have anything we didn't touch on, put it in the comments on this YouTube channel. Like that, I'll go look at that tomorrow 
and we'll have some conversations or hit us up on Twitter. Again, if you didn't already, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. All that helps me look like I'm doing a better job of being a content creator. We appreciate all the comments. A lot of good conversations in the chat, even amongst yourselves. Had a lot of fun with that. I'm excited about this week, despite all the double-digit favorites. Should be a fun one. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you Thursday night for halftime. You know who does not look like a rookie? Chris Duarte. Holy shit. He is lighting them up. Uh, Really, really impressive. Although Gordon Hayward, of course, is bank-shotting in threes to tie it. Cool. Cool. Um, Do you have someone in that one? Me? Yeah. I mean, we can, we yeah. can talk over the guitar. Yeah, I have the Pacers. <laughs> I have the Pacers plus... Oh, for some reason I thought it was a different game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Chris I Duarte need, is a Pacer. I need the Dodgers to contribute a little to this hit-runs-errors thing, even if it's just some errors. They weren't prepared for this. Start no, they, that was we, the we're looking...